Hey everybody, welcome to the Amazon Book Club. This week we're reading Alien Prison Ship by Terrence Malloy. This is our second episode from quarantine, and if you thought it was going to be that easy to get rid of us, you were wrong. It's got to get way worse. back to the Amazon Book Club. My name is Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hi, I'm Shane Burklow. And this week we're reading a book called Alien Prison Ship by Terrence Malloy. Prison Ship? What do you think? Something uplifting to get get your spirits high in this dark time. Yeah. Love, Alien Prison Ship. I love thinking about prisons right now. Yeah, that's exactly... Yeah, we really know how to bring the mood up. We really gotta start filtering these books out but i'm excited to hear about the alien prison ship how about you we haven't done a sci-fi book in a while yeah it's been a minute i hope it's a hot rod of a ship me too yeah it's a sleek chrome it's got some flame decals on the outside <laughs> oh yeah that thing yeah. looks good it's got it's, it's aerodynamic it says bad boys welcome on it that's what it that'd says. be pretty cool i mean <laughs> bad boys not only welcome but required it's a prison ship <laughs> bad boys only except for you know people who get caught up in like you know, low-level drug offenses and maybe tax evasion. No, this is the future. They wouldn't even. The aliens wouldn't even. Oh, the aliens are cool. Yeah, the war on drugs is over in the future, dude. The war on drugs is over. The drugs won. Uh, all right. Well, Ganesh, before you read the synopsis, I guess I'll tell you what we do on this podcast. What we do on this podcast is every week we read a free ebook from Amazon Prime. We read the first page, the twenty-five percent mark, the fifty percent mark, the seventy-five percent mark, and the last page of the book, and then. That's it. That's the end. That's the end of the podcast. Does that satisfy you guys? Is that good enough for you? No. Do you want me to do it again? No, I usually add like some flair. <sighs> you know, I'm just not feeling it. I'm just, I'm down in the dumps. You know, I'm trapped in my apartment. I've been here for, I don't know, six, eight months now. <laughs> and it just, I'm starting to feel it. Not three minutes ago, you were just saying how this was actually a treat for you and that you, mm. that you were enjoying it. I would only say that in the context of work. The rest of the time, I'd like to go outside. The price of gas is two nineteen. Is that right? That's what it says outside my window. I live in New York City. I haven't bought gas in nine years. Yep. Seven years? Eight years? You are the gas, been buddy. going on? I am. I you are it. I got a lifetime supply. All right. This is getting off the rails. Can you just read the synopsis of uh, Alien Prison Ship, please? Wait, did y'all make any like good what? dinners or anything recently? We're or talking what? about we're dinners? Probably, not going to talk about... Yeah, man, you're not going to ask me about my meals. Oh, you barely want to be asked. Okay, tell us about your meals. Been having some great meals, dude. Oh, it's time for Chef Ganesh's uh, cooking lessons. We have a theme song. Quarantine cookoff. Is that right? Chef Ganesh. Quarantine cookoff by Chef Ganesh. What are we serving today? Well, today I had a baked Ah. potato. Just a baked potato? Just one? Just one potato. Was it dry? Did you have ingredients on it? There was, yeah, there was some sour cream, some hot sauce, some provolone cheese. Some caramelized Whoa. onions. Damn. <laughs> some Snickers bars. Some uh, M&M's. This is like a baked potato you get at a ballpark. That's right. It's your standard ballpark potato. Provolone cheese is a weird... Did you put like a slice of cheese or did you like grate it? Yep, just a whole ass slice of cheese. Folded inside the hot potato? That's correct. Why? 
did it melt or was it still kind of intact cheese? Of course it melted. That's a hot fucking potato, dude. So once you get past that first cheese layer, then you're just all potato down there. It's not mixed up. Well, that's what the sour cream is for, you see. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't we see? Seems like the kind um, of thing they make you wait, eat on an alien prison ship. Do you eat the skin? It's got all the nutrients. Of it's course. It's one of the best parts. I think that's always a yes. I eat the skin on everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you eat your own skin? I've done it. Okay. Okay. Got to treat those bunions some way. Oh. All right. What's going on? Is that enough food talk for you? You just want to talk about your big potato, you sick fuck? No, I was trying to start a conversation. What else are you cooking with? All right. What other singular food items did you eat recently? Are you eating any greens? You eating greens, Ganesh? Yeah, I had a kale salad. And it was smothered in dressing. It had croutons on it. And it also had some cheese. You said that way too quickly. He had had one kale salad three weeks ago. and He's ready and raring to tell you about it (laughs) when you're asking about his diet. Oh, you better believe I've been eating those salads. <laughs> I had one big kale salad. Maybe enough for three salads, so. <laughs> you count it that way if you want. All right, well, okay, good. I, you know, I've just been eating sandwiches. What kind? Grilled cheese, if I'm feeling uh, inspired. You don't like grilled cheese? Oh, I'm sorry. You make it a basic <laughs> grilled cheese sandwich? I don't know. You can do better. You don't like grilled cheese sandwiches? I don't know. What would you do instead? Panini? Huh? Panino? <laughs> Uh, no, I'm more of a rap kind of guy. Oh, you make me want to puke. What, whole wheat? No, spinach wrap. Two big dollops of fucking crab salad or some shit on there. What are you putting on that wrap? I do like a spread of hummus. Uh, maybe like some chopped vegetables. Oh, you're that guy. And then maybe like a protein of my choice. You're the, you're the healthy guy. I'll get a wrap. Here's my ideal wrap. You get a, a nice, a nice uh, whole wheat wrap. Put a nice little thin layer of mayonnaise on the on the top, a glistening I, little layer I like of mayonnaise. Where this is right? going. Drizzle a little mustard. Yeah. And then right in the middle, you put a, a six-foot party sub uh, pepperoni. <laughs> you wrap it up. And just take a big bite. It's a crunch wrap supreme of sorts. Mmm. No crunch, but it is supreme. Uh, okay. Mm. Is that enough fooling around about food, Ganesh? Do you need more? You need us to dance more for you? Before you do the work, like I said, just trying to have a nice conversation with my boys. Not for conversations over. This is a business relationship. <laughs> read. I got places to be. My bed. Time to read. All right. Well, this is the synopsis <laughs> for Alien Prison Ship by Terrence Malloy. I don't want to leave you hanging. I'm really proud of your big baked potato. Okay. I just want you to feel good about that. Feel good about yourself. I already did. I didn't need your validation. Well, you were just bragging. Dude, what do you wash it down with? <laughs> Had to ask, sorry. Root beer? Uh, like five or six white claws. <laughs> I see. <laughs> okay. I mean, baked potatoes and claws, that goes well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now you're ready to do the podcast. Like you said, it's a, your standard bald parked baked potato. That's right. Yeah. A little party on the side. Mm-hmm. Delish. What happens when the galaxy's most dangerous criminals crash land on Earth? Spoiler alert. Nothing good. Space Jam. Sergeant Reese Scott was already smack bang in the middle of a bad day when things decided to get worse on a cosmic scale. After a prison ship transporting the galaxy's worst criminals, crash lands in downtown Atlanta. Oh, it's hot down there. Hot Atlanta. Reese is forced to team up with the only surviving prison guard to hunt down and destroy the escaped prisoners before they wreak havoc on the entire city. Damn. Cool. What better than a story of just finding a contextless prison ship and immediately siding with the guard? Right. <laughs> Let's get them. Say these guys are prisoners, huh? It must be a bad lot. Well, I won't question it. Law is law. 
as you know. So this happens on Earth? Atlanta. Man, I thought I was getting into some real hard sci-fi. We've got some Atlanta. We got some regular AT aliens. <laughs> How do you say that? As the as the prophecy foretold, <laughs> the AT aliens are here. Well, shit. Okay. I hope there's a scene where they all go to a Braves game and they do the chop because they're all racist. Too. <laughs> That's gonna be the guard. Hear the chop sound. I want the sound effect in there. All right, there it Here's is. The crowd. Listen to them more. Braves are pretty cool, though. But yeah, the chop's got to go. You gotta lose it. What are you thinking, people? The Braves only exist because they pale in comparison to the abject racism of the Cleveland Indians. They're oh, I just, thought you were going to go to the, the Redskins. Well, that too. But the Indians are just, I mean, it's a cartoonish logo of uh, like a Native American face. Like that is, it, it, everything else is drowned out in the light of the Cleveland Indians. The Braves, once the Indians are gone, the Braves are next up. Chopped, you may say. Oh, next. Let's hear that again? There's that song again. Uh, 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 Alright, whatever. Enough, enough about the Atlanta Braves. Well, do you want to read this book? Oh, yes, right. Sorry. Yeah, I forgot that. That's what this is usually the part where you say you want to read the book. You want to read the book and we say nothing. No, I think I want to let this drag on for another 10 or 15. What else you want to talk about? You got more potatoes in your fridge. You don't store potatoes in the fridge, Austin. You keep them in a burlap sack by the door, Austin. That's 100% right. I'm in a leftover potato, but sure. If you want a fresh potato. There was no potato left over, my friend. You think Ganesh is going (laughs) to leave leftovers? On a one potato? <laughs> Ganesh in a normal state? Probably not. Ganesh trapped in his we, house for two months? Definitely not. This guy's eating <laughs> this guy's eating crumbs off the floor. He's chewing on the walls. Gnawing <laughs> on the molding. We're gonna come back over grilled and, cheese. We're gonna hey, grilled cheese is simple and good. Anybody if you're not an American if you don't like a grilled cheese. I fucking love a good grilled cheese, dude. Oh, okay. Revisionist history. All right. Let's jump into the first page of uh I think with the grilled cheese, you gotta, it's got to go with a tomato soup. I wish I had tomato soup, but I don't. I have the better half. You know what I have instead of a grilled cheese and tomato soup? I have two grilled cheese. Do you have um, marinara sauce? Do I have marinara sauce? No, I don't. Please tell me you're not a ketchup on a grilled cheese guy. No, never. Okay, that's good. Ganesh? Ganesh? He dabbles. I know, I know you are. He dips and dabbles. I'll give you a break. Let's jump into the first page of uh, Alien Prison Ship. Now. guys ripping fat clouds in the digital age wow i'm watching two adult men blow fucking jewel smoke oh my god shane's blowing jewel rings right now can we get that on the podcast (laughs) the coolest dude in america is quarantined in his house having his friend read a book to him popping off jewel rings if you had told me when i was a child that when i was 30 it was going to be the end of the world and a man would just read me books on the internet. I probably would have believed you. <laughs> I would have thought that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Well, then you'd find out it's not LeVar Burton. You'd be like, oh, wait, actually, that sounds like personal help. Damn. We should get LeVar Burton on this podcast. That He's got his new, own podcast where he reads That should books. be a new campaign of ours. Let's get LeVar Burton on the podcast. If we did a cameo, could they, could we play it and like, could we get them to read part of a book for us and then use it on the episode? I was thinking the other day. I, I had an idea the other day. I don't. Maybe you could leave it in the podcast, but I think it's good enough that we should do it. It would be funny to make a whole movie out of Sandy. 
<laughs> to get different actors to read lines and then cut between them would be that's really genius. fucking funny. Nobody's done that. That right? would be what good. Yeah, good that's idea. a great idea. All these super famous or like relatively famous actors <laughs> reading what you say to each other. That would be good. All right. Are we ready here? Okay, here we go. This is the first page of Alien Ant Farm. This is the first page of Alien Prison Ship, a sci-fi action thriller. This is chapter one. Is that way? Is that in the title? A sci-fi action thriller? It is. Oh, huh? cool. Yeah. Well, it's just so you know. Uh, no romance here, folks. Hey, never, you know, never count romance out. It's the backbone of nearly all genres. It is a prison. <laughs> chapter one. <laughs> takes place in the Zeta Lyrae Quadrant, in the uncharted fringes of the Perilios Nebula, 12 light cycles from the Ulanian system, if you can even believe it. Doi. That checks out. That sounds right. (laughs) The dark object seared through the vacuum, drifting towards the outer columns of a massive nebula. Okay, how big's a nebula? Um, I think it's like the size of a, a, a football field. Oh, I was thinking like between pony and horse. <laughs> like the in between, the diff. <laughs> I'm talking horse diff. You're talking about the negative space created by the intersection of pony and horse? Yeah. Oh, huh, that's an intriguing thought. Like Clydesdale horse mm. and a very small pony. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that's right. The ship itself was roughly twice the size of a U.S. aircraft carrier. And if it were not for the brilliant hues of orange and violet silhouetted against it, its hull would be black as the void itself. So it's not a hot rod. It's like a stealth bomber. For now. We make it a make it a glow up, a paint job, take it down to the shop. <laughs> Exhibit might get his hands on it. Hell yeah, we're both about to pip this shit, dude. Pip this prison shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> I put a full aquarium in the trunk of the alien prison ship. I got you 10 DVD players on the control tower (laughs) so you can watch You've Got Mail while you work. I got you a 45-inch tube TV that fits right between the two front seats of the alien prison ship, and all it shows is the Sandlot (laughs) 2. It's pretty good. There was also no identifiable insignia or crest visible anywhere. That was the idea. The ship was designed to be unidentified. As the ship penetrated a frayed curl of orange gas. Oh, sounds like Ganesha's been around here. All right. Ew. Ew. Is that baked potato? Don't go near the nebula, folks. Give it a minute. Uh-oh. There's definitely provolone in there somewhere. You always go to the farts. I, was, I go where God takes me. <laughs> this is... It's a, I can't control it. He's the fart gardener. God put him here to... <laughs> The fart gardener. Yeah. Upsetting nickname. Coming to the I'll Criterion Collection, June 2020. Damn, look out for a new t-shirt on RT Public. You reap what you sow, <laughs> says the fart gardener to his, <laughs> his children. <laughs> They're going into the family business. Bryce and, <laughs> the, and Dallas, Dallas and Howard. <laughs> the three twins. <laughs> fart gardeners. Far Gardener's brood. Ionized particles rippled from its rear banks of thrusters, casting a jaundiced glow until it was completely enveloped. Lot to take in there. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what I look like as a baby. Oh, wow. All right. Even I feel bad for you now. Lay off Ganesh, Ganesh. The architecture that formed its interior was brooding and wet with metallic surfaces that appeared to bristle as if they were somehow alive. 
somehow monitoring any activity within this floating fortress. Aside from the mounted gun turrets and high-voltage tethers that were studded with security hardware, the interior also contained a series of multi-latticed tiers, with each level housing dozens of pill-shaped sarcophagi that were in constant motion, rotating and shifting position like some insidious jigsaw puzzle that could never be assembled. Mm, they're dancing. Mm. It's like clogging. Can you hear it? I think I hear it. But that's enough of that. That's actually rude that they would interrupt like that. Again, that was the idea. Along these tiers, humanoid forms moved slowly up and down, observing every facet of their surroundings. Every now and then, they would peer into the thin viewport of each sarcophagus as it came to a temporary halt before shifting direction. It would not take long for the casual observer to see that these humanoids were, in fact, guards, and this vessel was a high-security transport of some kind. Kind of sounds like the Matrix. Yeah, like, I can see that. You know what I'm talking about, Kanisha? No, you're a big fan. Yeah, dude. I like it, too. Uh, you're an okay fan. Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. You know what? You're right. Kanisha's always walking around dressed like those uh, albino twins from The Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> I forgot about that. Also, every time something bad happens to Kanisha, she always goes, not like this. Not like this. That's true. Not like this. Yeah. Happened the last time I reached into his chest and pulled out a bullet. (laughs) An alien prison ship? Yeah. Yeah. That's what. An alien prison ship. (laughs) That's what I was told. The guards were slender and muscular in build. Hmm. Work it. And each one wore tightly fitted black suits that were not too dissimilar (laughs) from neoprene wetsuits to look at. Damn, look at all those butts. Dang, wagon. Wagon ass. They appeared to be woven tightly onto their bodies, acting as an additional protective layer of skin. Their facial features were hidden by what looked like futuristic motorcycle helmets with reflective jet black visors. Cool. One of these guards, Newto, was a male member of a sentient race of beings called the Volgarb. They're sexy. Fullgarb.net. <laughs> Fullgarbfeet.net. <laughs> it's like half of. <laughs> uh, this one's hairy. But unlike most Vulgarbians who served on this particular facility, Newto's mandate was to patrol the lowest rungs of the ship. Ooh. A shitty job by any universal standard. These levels were solely reserved for the worst depths of galactic depravity and consisting of a motley hodgepodge of Genocidal tyrants, murderers, despots, and terrorists. AKA the bad boys. We got the bad boys and Nuto is looking after them. Despite nearing the end of his third watch, Nuto was nervous about the (laughs) announcement that rippled across his visor a few cycles earlier. Oh, that's cool. AR. Oh, says right there. Bad boys are loose. (laughs) Due to the sudden flare up of a rare supermassive gravitational anomaly in this system, the ship's commander had decided to divert from their original vectored course and punch a hole through an uncharted nebula. Punch it, baby. Navigating through giant gas clouds was hazardous for a variety of reasons, especially ones like this. It was ancient, yet it was still an active furnace of creation. Deep within, new stars were being forged in a tower of dust and gas, 57 trillion miles high. Good as it gets, guys. <laughs> Ain't nothing better than that. Splendor. In terms of the universe, that's it. That's the best thing to happen. God's crockpot. <laughs> that's just, just... Put that down and <laughs> put that in the sentence heaven. Yeah, that's good. Or <laughs> just like... Or phrase paradise. Phrase much of a paradise. Sentence. 
Yeah, that's just good. I like thinking about that, Ganesh. Thank Thank you. It was too immense and awesome for even spacefaring beings like Newto to comprehend. Not only that, there was no shortage of resource-thirsty marauders and cutthroats out here who were fond of hiding in the deep recesses of nebula clouds and asteroid belts. They were in a bad spot. Well, nevertheless, Newtul had a job to do. He continued along the tier. I've got to spank these bad boys. <laughs> He's got to go bang on all their cages. Yell at them. <laughs> ah! Newtul! <laughs> Newtul's here. Eat up. And he gives him a little cracker. <laughs> Eat up for Newtul. I like to watch. <laughs> Newtul, no. Peering into each sarcophagus to catch fleeting glimpses of the incarcerated. When he reached the end of the tier, the sarcophagus nearest to him shifted away, and another larger one. So these dudes, these bad dudes, these bad, bad boys, are just trapped in like a body-sized sarcophagus and are just flying around this ship. Why not just mm-hmm. kill them? Is this supposed to be worse than death? Because it sounds like it. I don't know, man. Maybe they got a code. A, uh, a, a, a jailer's code. <laughs> well, I suppose I can't argue with that. The Jailer's Code. The Intergalactic Jailer's Code. The IJC. Uh, let's stop there. <laughs> All right. I like this book. It's cool. I'd like to read the whole thing nonstop, no matter how many hours it takes. I like that it's not um, It's not copping out. Oh, it's... you know what? Let's uh, not stop there. Let's keep reading for a second. Oh, oh. look at that. What well, extra from something Daddy. Hap- something must be good if this guy's changing his mind. Jesus. Mr. Producer saying go on to us. When he reached the end of the tier, the sarcophagus nearest him shifted away and another larger one slotted into place. He knew this one well, too well. Newto took a moment as if summoning enough resolve before slowly turning to check on the imprisoned occupant. Inside, the faint neon blue glow from the surrounding electronics revealed a bruising shape. Newto caught shimmers of reptilian flesh as the prisoner's deep cackle rumbled from below the behind the viewport. Hey, he's still got a sense of humor, at least. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, having good, fun. Good for him. I mean, clogging will do that for you. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's actually it's good exercise and it's fun. It was not a dismissive cackle, but a knowing one. It was meant to taunt Newto, and it did. These two had history. It was Mewtwo. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing up there? I would love that twist. Anyway, who is it? What else we got? Is that where we're stopping? Yeah, but his name is uh, Venus. Venus. Sorry, Venus. Ooh, V like V dash N A S. No, V E A V E N A S S. Venus. Venus. Ooh, I'm excited to see what happens next when the 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 rude Venas breaks free on downtown Atlanta. <laughs> he was known only as Venas, and he was the most feared warmonger this side of the galaxy. Is this, Jesus Christ. Wow, you're getting I'm I'm excited. Let's jump in now to the 25% mark of uh Alien Prison Ship. A sci-fi action thriller. All right, here we are. It's the 25% mark of Alien Prison Ship. Chapter 7. The chase raged. Diego leapt over a backyard fence, vaulting onto the street, parting pedestrian traffic. Get out of the way! Sounds like we're in Atlanta, Georgia. Reese was in hot pursuit, 200 yards out and closing. Diego, stop, goddammit! Go, Diego, go! Diego threw a look over his shoulder to see Reese tearing ass toward him. Man, that's a sight. When he turned his head forward, he collided with another man. Oops. Both went sprawling across the pavement, ass over elbows. 
The man unleashed a barrage of verbal abuse as Diego scrambled to his feet and continued on. Heart hammering and sucking wind. Ooh, this this should have the song that plays in Ferris Bueller when he's running. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. You know, at the end, he's trying, he's running through all the backyards. Oh yeah, I got it. I got you. I got you. The man unleashed a barrage of verbal abuse as Diego scrambled to his feet and continued on. Heart hammering and sucking, <laughs> sucking wind. Mm. <laughs> Reese barked into his radio while sprinting. Just like that. On foot in pursuit of suspect. Heading north onto Pelham. Where's my backup? <laughs> uh, silly guy. This Reese. What a jokester. <laughs> when Reese saw Diego cut back across the street to break his line of sight, he threw himself over the fence of a Baptist church. Fell right into a baptism. <laughs> Now he's going to heaven. And sprinted through the property to cut him off. Diego threw another jumbled look over his shoulder to see that Reese was now nowhere to be seen. Wham! Reese had come tearing out from the narrow alleyway between the church and a flop house, plowing into Diego like a missile. These guys just keep running into each other at full speed and then getting up and running away. You should have had a good one-liner for that, like, uh, 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 you know, a good church-related one-liner, like, you know you're not you're not a church goer we get it it's fine it's what would awesome. be good a church related one line yeah, when to yell as you run into a man chasing you yeah. <laughs> oh wow you you want us to come up with one liners for you yeah. to then grade uh-huh. and judge yeah. i'm not a one-liner kind of guy okay two lines i'm a couple i like a couple <laughs> a couple lines you know that's too much pressure they both went tumbling uh, across the road struggling as bodies twisted and limbs grappled for weapons Reese slammed his fist into Diego's mouth, canceling Ow. his attempt to break free. I eat with that. That's where I put my food. Reese then slapped the gun from his hand and got to his feet, wheezing hard as he tried to put some much-needed air back into his lungs. Gripped by a fevered choking fit, Diego was unable to move from the paralyzing exhaustion. He's down for the count. You ain't got shit on me. I beg to differ. Before Diego could fully recover, Reese pulled his cuffs from a belt pouch the small of his back, rolled Diego over with the tip of his boot, then knelt down. On the small of his back? It's like a reverse fanny pack. It's like, um, it sits right up, right next to his lower back tattoo. <laughs> he covers it up. His thin blue line, uh, pl- blue lives matter tattoo. No, his, his lower back tattoo says, dim cuffs go here. <laughs> wow, prescient. Cuff yourself is what. He got that before he was a cop. Yeah, this is cool. Then knelt down and slapped Diego's wrist together. And in good taste. Diego Ruiz, <laughs> it is with great satisfaction that I'm placing you under arrest for Grand Theft Auto, Grand Larceny, Fraud, Attempted Kidnapping, Attempted Bribery of a Government Official, and the Manufacture and Distribution of... They both jolted from the deep keening noise above them. When they looked up at the sky, their jaws dropped. What is it? Is it the bad boys? It's the moon. <laughs> it's beautiful. Everyone in SunTrust Park. When the moon hits your eye like a big. Everyone in SunTrust Park looked up in unison, a mix of awe and horror. That's Amore. <laughs> SunTrust Park. I wanted a brave scene and we got it. Yeah. That's a bra- that's, that's where they play. That's where the Braves play. Hell yeah. Oh I hope God. they land right on top of uh, uh, the pitcher's mound <laughs> and then come down and they throw the first pitch at the game. Wouldn't that be cool? Uh, I should get into writing. That's writing, baby. You just did it. You just did it. I did. That's, that's that, writing. That's it. That's writing, baby. That's writing, baby. Is another new T-shirt. <laughs>
What happened? I want to hear what happens to this game. A mix of awe and horror plastered uh, across the faces of at, as the colossal underbelly of the alien craft streaked over them in a wash of flame. Panic immediately kicked into overdrive as the crowd started screaming. Players took off running towards the exits. Cowards. Cowards. This was end times stuff. Chipper Jones is out here. He'd face this alien like a man. He'd give the full moon. He'd pepper that thing with dingers. It's bouncing off the metal. Pockmarking that thing. You'll never get me. Chipper. Chipper goddamn Jones. It's his first name Dale. His first name's Larry. He looks like a Dale. Yeah, he looks like a Chipper. He does, actually. It's appropriate. Certainly doesn't look like a Larry. Muto noticed a large chunk of the ship's back flank and ejected away, forging its own path across the sky. Hell yeah, Muto's touching down in ATL, baby. Ooh! (laughs) (laughs) It's summer, too. Baseball's happening. It's hot. He continued to watch as a trail low over the city, hitting somewhere in a distant suburb. It was the command unit. He had to find a way to reach it. There, he could attempt to remotely access the prison ship's vital systems and bring them back online. He could also send out a more powerful distress beacon to any Volgarbian salvage teams that might just happen to be nearby. Oh, what's up? It's us, the Tallahassee, Florida Volgarbian salvage team. (laughs) (laughs) We're coming. Be right there. And you know why you're there? Just stop by Coca-Cola. That's right. Grab yourself a nice ice cold Coca-Cola. I heard they got a beautiful aquarium down there as well. Was it filled with Coca-Cola? Yep. Dolphin shows on the hour. (laughs) That's right. These dolphins live six to 12 hours dipping and diving out of Coca-Cola. Atlanta. Wish you were here. All wishful thinking, but it was imperative that he tried. He swung his attention back onto the prison ship, watching it shear the tops off buildings as it rolled onto a warped access seconds out from impact. Touchdown. The prison ship smashed into the middle of downtown Atlanta, annihilating several buildings in the process. They collapsed like discarded sandcastles as it continued to gouge deep into the earth, flipping nearby cars into the air like unwanted toys. Bye-bye-bye. Finally, it stopped moving. The sooty dust cloud that churned into the sky began to drizzle back over the city like nuclear fallout, blotting out the afternoon sun. So it fucked that place up. Atlanta's fucked up right now. The prison ship groaned. The the city shuddered. Thousands of car alarms could now be heard howling across the city, drowning out the deafening crescendo of police and ambulance sirens. Sirens. Ambulance sirens. (laughs) Sirens. Muto had to keep moving. Uh, Let's stop there. (laughs) Wait, what? No. It was it's the end of a section. That's the end of the section? Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I trust your judgment. I'm just so intrigued. The spaceship just landed in downtown Atlanta. What is the reaction? What more do you want? This is good. Who who are the Braves playing? The prisoner ship. The prison ship is on Earth. Okay. It's down. Prison ship down. Newto's uh, all right, well, out. He ejected. Is that right? I don't know. What happened to Newto? No, it sounds like the part of the ship with the command unit ejected him. He needs to go. He's still on the main ship, but he needs to go find that command unit to send out a stronger distress signal. Interesting. Or something like that. All right. Well, I hope they get to see the sights in Atlanta before they leave. Uh, let's jump ahead now to the 50% mark of Alien Prison Ship. Oh my, here we are. It's a 50% mark of alien prison ship. The, the aliens, uh, the bad 
bad evil aliens have just touched down in Atlanta, Georgia, and they are about to wreak havoc. Uh, Ganesh, will you, will you jump in here? Let us, let's, let's hear the rest. <clears throat> All right, 50% Alien Prison Ship, a sci-fi action thriller. A CH-47 Chinook thundered toward the command unit crash site located in the affluent tip of northern Buckhead. In the distance, the smoldering prison ship could be seen jutting into the sky like broken limbs. <laughs> I feel like we keep jumping and it's just like the very next thing that happens. <laughs> what, what's happening in all this in-between parts? Really hitting the goods. Maybe it goes into like what's on the ship. It's very descriptive. Like uh, Game of Thrones it just goes into like food spreads. I could see that. The command unit was wedged in the middle of a leafy street flanked with picket-fenced homes. That's pretty nice. You love it. It's just so nice. Yuto's thinking about maybe uh, looking for some real estate in the area, it sounds like. That lay decimated from the impact. Oh, never mind. (laughs) It's a fixer-upper, Yuto. You got low, low rates. Buy low. Someday it's probably to be worth a lot. Small fires crackled across lawns that were perfectly manicured only hours before. The object was shaped like a heptagon. Its surface was also dark and metallic, like the primary ship it attached from. Gimbaled cannon turrets sat perched at each corner. There were also glyphs engraved across its hull, the exact same that was etched onto Muto's badge, symbolizing the Vulgarbian pursuit of justice. Thank God, finally. Some sense in this world. It's in Latin. A small army of police, firefighters, and paramedics swarmed the site, assisting the injured and helping residents evacuate what remained of their homes. They all turned upon hearing the inbound Chinook touch down in the middle of the street, kicking up a storm of dust and debris. Enough with the dust and debris. On my lawn? On my yard? I hate that. And it's summer, too. I'm working hard, guys, because it's hot down here. I'm wasting all sorts of water. And all my chemicals are running off my lawn into my neighbor's lawn. The rear cargo bay opened with a hydraulic whine, and another special forces unit spilled out from its belly. Double timing it, each soldier wore hazmat suits and wielded carbines. Damn. <laughs> all right. This seems like overkill. Carbines are just like little bee stings to these guys. Yeah, yeah these guys right? are wearing wetsuits, dude. Yeah, they got tight little asses with little uh, uh, thin layers of nylon listening in the hot atlanta sun bulletproof asses is what i've heard bulletproof asses that should have been the name of this book (laughs) word on the street bulletproof asses don't hit him in the ass it's bulletproof stomping down the ramp after them was major marcus brennan silver buzz cut with stony eyes that radiated nothing but unflinching confidence this dude is definitely wesley snipes book it for later this was a man defined by his stellar military record he moved briskly over to a group of state officials and police who were milling about what was perceived to be the entrance of the mysterious object they all had their eye on brennan as he approached among them was captain flores and chief of police desmond turner a hawkish and regal-looking African-American who descended from a long and proud lineage of cops. So it's a cop crew and a military guy with a million scalps to his name. Best of the best, baby. America. He's killed a million people, ten dogs, so he's tough. They were mean dogs. (laughs) Evening, gentlemen. Who's in charge here? Brandon asked. God. Taking the measure. I'll answer to one man. Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt? He's in charge? What's he doing? Crashing? (laughs) (laughs) Damn, this prison ship just took a Dale Earnhardt right here in Atlanta. (laughs) 
Brennan asked, taking measure of each man standing before him. His voice was dry and harsh, like he'd gargled a mouthful of gravel before arriving. Chief Turner nodded and stepped forward, putting his hand out for Brennan to shake. Desmond Turner, Chief of Police, how can we assist you? Fuck you, pig! Brennan ignored the gesture. Major Marcus Brennan, U.S. Army Special Forces, Chief Turner... I'm here to inform you that the city is now under military command. Get lost, kid. Military? Under whose authority? Mine, as well as every defense agency in Washington. Now go back to your whodunits. Go back to your parks and recreation department. Whatever you got going on here, you small town piece of shit. (laughs) Turner threw a look at the other men in the room, scoffing with clouded disbelief. Major, this is still my city. Atlanta is under my jurisdiction. I got bad news for you folks. Atlanta's under the (laughs) Volgorbian jurisdiction now. Brennan assessed Turner like he was a mute who was hard of hearing. Chief, is this going to be a problem? Or am I going to have to remind you which way shit rolls? (laughs) Down the toilet, sir. No, you you missed the point. (laughs) Turner glowered at the major. He was not impressed. He was also not used to having his authority challenged. A squad of my best men just got their collective asses handed to them while breaching the main ship. Let me be absolutely clear. I am not in any mood to swing dicks. (laughs) But I'll do it, all right. I'll take it out. I'll swing it. Right in your face if that's what you want. Is there anything you need from us? Brennan turned to the command unit. What can you tell me about this? Flores was the first to answer. We've got witnesses who said it ejected from the main ship moments before impact. That's all we know at this point. So there's been no movement or sound of any kind? None of these beings have emerged from it? No, nothing. Gentlemen, it's my job to expect the worst and then prevent it from happening. That's what I'm paid to do. But tonight, this nation had a profound wake-up call. In fact, (laughs) the entire planet did. There are big spaceships and they are going to crash land on your house. And there's nobody in them. We don't know where they came from. There's all these sarcophagi guy in here. And they're clogging. <laughs> there, is, there is a distinct sound of clogging coming from the interior. So we cannot breach the hall. We now know with absolute certainty we are not alone in this universe. Hell, we're not alone in Atlanta. Another good title. Brennan's eyes narrowed on the cannon turrets. That is good. Thank you. We are no longer on the we're no longer the kid on the block with the biggest stick either. I believe what we're all looking at here is uh, some form of advanced weaponry. This is a huge space Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) Metaphorically speaking, I want you to think of the biggest Johnson you've ever seen and imagine it in space. That's this. That's it. That's what we're dealing with. Eyes on the object, Turner itched his salt and pepper goatee. Well, if it is a weapon, it's not doing anything. Brennan kept his iron gaze on the object. That's exactly what worries me, Chief. All right, that's the end of the chapter. Wow, these are quick little chapters, huh? Snip snap. That's it. Little bites. I like it. This is my kind of book. I might read this whole thing when we're done. Yeah, just for a little pleasure. Just for pleasure. I, I never read for pleasure. I never read for business. I don't read. I listen. That's what people like. God's little listener. That is what I have tattooed on my butt. <laughs> Um, all right. Do we want to jump into the 75% mark now of freaking alien, uh, uh, prison ship? Yeah. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm just thinking the fart gardener would have that tattoo. That was... <laughs> but instead of a listener, it'd be the whistler. God's a little whistler. God's a little whistler. The fart gardener.
Bart Gardner sounds like somebody who's in the same league as Ho's Daddy and Shovelson. Ho's Daddy. Yeah, they go to the same mixers. <laughs> They're all in the same gym. Yeah, they go to a uh, Planet Fitness together. They train, and it's it's a spin class led by a Dr. Octagon. Ooh. Uh, how is Ho's Daddy doing? You know, Host Daddy could be making big profits right now in this global pandemic. People definitely want their shit doused with chemicals right now. Mm-hmm. Imagine plugging up a big uh, a drum of uh, Purell up to that hose. Host Daddy lets it rip. Yeah. If he... You're going to get some gunky hoses, dude. Mm. We've been uh, through this. That's a heavier hose to uh, handle, you know? That's more of a viscous mm-hmm. type. Uh, it's a viscous hose. Yeah. Viscous spray. Yeah, so he's got to really be working on that Bowflex to get he's just, to get his... Uh, he's rocking and rolling on the Bowflex. His quads up there. Ready to yeah. man that hose to Purell all the folks in need. It is all in the quads, is what they say. Uh, let's see. Yeah, you definitely got to get the uh, Bowflex for that. that. You can get the special Bowflex uh, for hose... Hose flex. Hose flex? Are yeah. We, is this a, it's for it's for hose daddy uh, trainees. Oh, this is a kind of a cross promotion. Bowflex yeah. is now sponsoring the training program for Hose Daddy International. Is that what I'm hearing? It's a little bit of the other way around. Oh, I don't see. So Bowflex is benefiting monetarily. I get it. Hose Daddy's rolling in it. Yeah, they're bringing Bowflex in house, tweaking it a little bit to make their product better. Good lord, man! Could you imagine the definition on those quads once you're done? Doing the hose daddy workout. Yeah, the hose work is going to be phenomenal. You're going to get your arms around that hose and you are going to let it rip is what you're going to do. Yeah. So sayonara, suckers. Dirty suckers. Yeah, that's right. Dirty suckers. You're gone. You're gone. Okay, let's jump in now to the 75% mark of uh, alien prison shit. Right? 75? Is that where we're at? Mm-hmm. This just feels like the, I, I'm just so engrossed. I don't want it to end. Who are you rooting for? Um, Nuto. Yeah, yeah, I think Banner or Bannon or whatever seems like a turd Ferguson. I'm not rooting for the bad guys here. I mean, I don't really want to side with the guard either, but like, actually, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who I'm rooting for. Maybe root for the prisoners that have been encased in these sarcophagi and doomed to a life of clogging. I mean, I listen, I'm all about criminal justice, but these maybe these are bad guys. I don't know. I don't want some genocidal alien running around town zapping my mom and dad into dust. You? No, not particularly. No, yeah, I don't know who to side with yet. Let's read. Let's read more and find out. Right a real crossroads. Right a crossroads, here. As, as often happens on the show when we have to pick a way. We're jumping into the 75% mark of alien prison ship. A torrent of dust kicked up as the Chinook touched down in the middle of a deserted intersection. 
Although the area had long been evacuated and the power cut, the pilots were careful not to clip any lines that were still erect. Uh, oh, oh, I know what that means. The rear cargo ramp split open. Reese and Nuto moved briskly down it, weapons raised and sweeping. Brennan, Wait, so Reese is, a, Reese is a human being and he's teamed up with Nuto. Reese is a human oh, being. Oh, that's right. It's all coming together now. They're hunting down Venus uh, and perhaps even Dwayne Ortiz or whatever the fuck his name was from earlier. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. Reese and Nuto moved briskly down at weapons raised and sweeping. Brennan trailed behind them. Good luck! He yelled over the rotor wash. Reese turned and gave Brennan a nod. Thanks. I'm glad you decided to listen to me. Who the fuck is Brennan? That's the military man. That's the military man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So he's now been emasculated by Reese. He got what was coming to him after that last scene. He doesn't know shit, okay? He doesn't know jack shit. It's the locals that know how to get stuff done in their hometown. Come on. That right? It's every movie ever. Yeah. I'm still not entirely convinced this was a good idea, Sergeant. Something that resembled a grin formed on the corner of Brennan's mouth. More like a... As he gave them... More like a a frown. Something like a grin, maybe a huge smile. (laughs) As he gave them a final nod, he then turned and made his way back up the ramp. Reese and Nuto moved out, keeping low as they whisked along the dark street. When they reached a corner, they crouched against a manicured shrubbery that hugged the, the base of a brick wall, waiting for the chin-up to lift off. Zwap, zwap, kaboom. Is that how Nuto talks? Is that his alien language? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Reese, zwap, zwap, kaboom. It's just like, uh... I hear you, Nuto, yeah, over here. You got it. Yeah, that's right, Nuto. He's right over this way. <laughs> no, I don't like mustard either, Nuto. <laughs> Yeah, my dad left when I was a kid. You know how it is, Nuto. Thump, thump. Swap, swap, Z-bor. Aw, thanks, Nuto. I never thought about it that way, Nuto. <laughs> they reeled from a massive fireball, and the Chinook exploded into a thousand directions. Black Hawk down. The concussive blast was enough to blow out the windows of every car and home along the entire street. One of the tandem rotors... Cars of Atlanta are really taking a beating in this book. Yeah. Public transportation all the way after this mess. Hope they called the general. <laughs> <laughs> These people are going to need a structured settlement after this. and They need cash now. That's J.G. Wentworth, 877 cash now. One of the tandem rotors shot into a nearby home like a flaming pinwheel, oh. cleaving it in half. The, the home? That's right. Uh-oh. Oh, that thing cleaved my dad. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> He's over there now, and over there. <laughs> These two kids were on a bunk bed, and it just saw it right in half. <laughs> I guess we're both bottom bunk now. Oh. Stunned, Reese picked himself off the pavement to see the entire street was now littered with burning rubble. The only thing that saved them from a fatal peppering of molten hot debris was the brick wall they had been crouching behind. And Nuto's sweet suit. Yeah, yeah. Everything was bouncing off Nuto's tight little buns. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, uh, Rocco's Modern Life, that, like, superhero guy with the nipples. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's Nuto. Nuto has nipples on his suit like Batman. <laughs> like the George Clooney Batman. Why do they do that? Why'd they do that? Yeah, why they do that? he has nipples. Because he, uh, he breastfeeds Robin. <laughs> <laughs> There's a deleted scene with Chris O'Donnell suckling at the teat of George Clooney <laughs> in the Batcave. Why would they delete that? 
Well, they thought it te- didn't. It, it tested poorly. Well, they didn't <laughs> test were, it with me. Pe- that's for sure. Pe- people were confused about the non sequitur where Bruce was uh, milking himself. The uh, <laughs> sorry, Muto hoisted Reese up by his arm. Oh, Venus already knows we're here. Gee, you think? Come on, we must keep moving. Reese staggered to his feet, his eyes fixed on the flaming wreckage. Inside the command unit, Venas calmly watched the obliterated Chinook on the screen. Ah, uh, yes. Obliterated. <laughs> My favorite thing to do is to obliterate. Smirking, he swiveled the console around to face another screen. When he tapped it, a large galaxy map appeared. He began swiping through star systems like he was purveying a musical playlist on a tablet. All right, I'm out of here. It's like the, t- the tender for star systems. Ooh, this one looks good. Left? Nah. Right? I'll kill him. <laughs> Left and right. Two space direction. <laughs> That's it. Reese and Nyuto kept pushing toward the command unit. Reese spied the silent flicker of police sirens through the distant tree line. They were getting close. He just hoped that the streets ahead had not become a mass graveyard. Me neither. Suddenly, Nyuto froze as if sensing something behind him. He swung his rifle around and trained it on the abandoned home across the street. What is it? Reese whispered tensely. Nuto's eyes scanned the darkness. We're being watched. Who is it? It's Vanass. 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 Vanass, ain't you in there? Come on out. Reese also swung around, his glock probing the darkness. Vanass? No. Humans. That's what Vanass said? No humans? No, that's Nuto. That's Nuto. Nuto said that. As if on cue, several armed task force officers emerged from a thicket of scrub in front of the house. Drop your weapons, hands up. Reese lowered his weapon, but did not drop it. It's okay, I'm a cop. I said, drop your fucking weapon. What about your alien friend with the protruding nipples and the tight ass? Oh, it's my partner. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about him. He uses a Bowflex. (laughs) You see those delts? This guy pumps it on the flex. Reese side-eyed Muto. Do exactly as I say. Why? Asked Muto. Because if you don't, these guys will kill you. Reese threw his rifle down and raised his hands. Nuto followed suit. Reese recognized some of the faces of these cops. They were not friendly. No surprise there. Bad I remember you cops. from when you kicked that guy who was in handcuffs. But when he saw who their leader was, he groaned with disbelief. Ah, shit. Hodges, a smart-ass cop who mockingly aimed his rifle at Reese in the back of an APB van. Ooh. Thanks for the background. Approached with a wry smirk. Well, 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 it's our favorite Boy Scout. Funny, we were all just talking about you. Reese laughed, trying to play off what clearly sounded like a veiled threat. You still on active duty, Hodges? Thought you would have bounced long ago. What, miss all the fun? Still wearing that shit-eating grin, Hodges flicked his eyes to Nuto and studied the bizarre being standing before him. This your boyfriend? <laughs> what, are you a clogger, boy? <laughs> Who's this young buck? So, this is your new BFF, huh? <laughs> oh, well, close. He's a corrections officer. Ugly son of a bitch, ain't it? I've seen uglier down in Northside Tavern on a Friday night. None of the cops laughed. That's where my wives go. That's their tavern. We haven't been able to hear shit all night. Then finally it comes across on dispatch that you two are being aided by the military. 
Reese did not respond. Hodges saw his unease and grinned, slapping Reese on the shoulder as if to feign playfulness. Look at your man, all strapped and jacked. (laughs) (laughs) I can just squeeze those cheeks. You're quite the intergalactic hero tonight, Scott. The other men laughed, but Reese could see none of them had lowered their aims. His eyes flicked back to Hodges. We could use some extra men. Hodges cackled and shook his head. You know, despite the arrival of our new visitors, I was hoping we'd get a chance to catch up with you sometime tonight. So what, Hodges? So what, I got a new hot partner. Yeah, so what? So what if he rubs my back? (laughs) So what? So what? Why is that? Reese asked, already knowing the grim answer. We just wanted to personally show our gratitude for that little stunt you pulled a few months back. Hodges, the entire department had it coming. If it wasn't me, it would have been one of you guys. Hodges gritted his teeth and began seething. But it wasn't one of us, was it? It was you. Let's stop there. Okay. Ooh, I bet Nuto and Research just are going to end up breaking some kneecaps. They're not going to kill these guys, but they're going to teach them. Yeah, they're going to leave them hurt and maybe rethinking uh, their bigotry against aliens. But Hodges, they're going to crumple them up in a little meatball, kick them down the road. I can't wait for that. Let's jump ahead now and see uh, them rolling the Hodges meatball down the road at the 100% mark. The last page of uh, Alien uh, Prison Ship. Thrilling conclusion. What will happen to Reese and Anilto as they storm downtown Atlanta? You need the last page of Alien Prison Ship. Reese parked in the driveway of Abigail's humble-styled family home and headed toward the front door, admiring the recent renovations she had done to extend the wraparound porch. Lovely. Now, now this is nice. This is good living. I get a little swing set out there. Now we're talking. Talk about a big southern, uh, southern home. He gently knocked on the door and waited. After a moment, Abigail answered, no- looking notably flustered. Wow, you just caught me uh, reading my front porch magazines inside. <laughs> Embarrassing. What a faux pas. Her raven hair had been haphazardly twisted into a bun, and there was red sauce smeared on her hands and cooking apron. <laughs> and all over her face. Oh, boy. It had been many months since Reese had laid eyes on her. While he thought she had aged slightly... It did not detract from her features. After a couple months? Hey, things were getting pretty uh, scary there for a while. It's aliens. I look 10 years older just from this pandemic. That's right. He does. (laughs) He looks bad. I'm not well. He's a little green in the gills. He thought it only enhanced to them. She was still strikingly beautiful as the day he first met her. Hi, he said with a slightly nervous clip to his voice. Oh, sorry. Let me say that again. Hi. He said with a slightly nervous clip to his voice. Hi. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Hi. She replied. You're early. What if someone just wrote a, one of their characters that's like a total random freak <laughs> like us? What's up? He says it had, shyly. It had been many months since I'd seen her visage, her beautiful face. What's up? <laughs> What's up, baby? 
Oh, Reese, she says. Oh, it's been so <laughs> you long. You haven't changed. <laughs> you haven't changed a bit, you rascal. Oh, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Reese, what are you doing here? It's been years. I said, what's up? I said, what's up? <laughs> I said, what's up? You're early. I know. I'm sorry. I can come back. Abigail chuckled, delighted to see Reese fumbling his words like a schoolboy. Don't be ridiculous. I was just in the middle of making lunch. Shell thought it would be a good idea to make your favorite. You mean sausage and ricotta baked cannelloni? No, my favorite is one baked potato. <laughs> oh, no, I made you your other favorite. One baked potato with a slice of provolone cheese in the middle. <laughs> You're piping hot. Go right through those pipes. Uh huh. You're not gonna want another one. <laughs> You'll be good for a year after this baked potato. Uh huh. That's right. Good call. That's right. That's right. A big baked potato. There was an awkward pause until they smiled and held eyes, as if suddenly remembering parts about each other they had long forgotten. Babe, I'm sorry I left you for a new toe. But that, that ass was tight. Bulletproof ass. <laughs> when Reese felt his ears starting to burn, he turned away and idly motioned to his car. Anyway, hope you don't mind. I stopped off on the way through town and grabbed a few bottles of... Abigail reached out and embraced him before he could finish. <laughs> Lube. <laughs> you want to paint the town red? <laughs> Abigail reached out and embraced him before he could finish. It was something between romantic and affable. Not quite reconciliation, but a definite indication she wanted to reach it. He reciprocated, holding her tightly while gently pushing her into the base of his neck. <laughs> right where you like it. Holding her like this immediately felt right and good. God, I missed you so much, Ab. Me too, she whispered breathlessly. Now I said, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I was After a long moment of embrace, <laughs> Reese looked up and saw Shelly standing in the hallway smiling at him. There What's were tears rolling in her eyes. Hey, Shelly, it was up. <laughs> Reese returned the smile and waved her forward, inviting her to join the hug. She did. Ooh, a thruple. The end. Wow. What happened to Nuto? Or Venus, for that matter. I guess everything resolved itself. Defeated. <laughs> they caught Venus, and then in an ultimate act of... Uh, Human spirit. They summarily executed Muto on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for the help, Muto. Now, get down on your knees. That's bleak. Um. All right. That was a fun book. That was a great book. Yeah, it was fun. Are there more in this series? Could we come back to this? Is this not a series? Is it a one-off? I think there are a couple more. Ooh. We'll come back sooner or later. This was a good one. Maybe they're going to move all the prisoners just into the normal penal system. <laughs> the law and order of this world where Venus is on trial. Sam Watterson. It's a standalone book, but the author is oh. has written quite a few others. Aliens on Alcatraz. All right. So who do we want to cast for this movie? Who plays the uh, the the honorable Nuto? Ooh, Jude Law. Jude Law. I don't know. I actually was thinking Jude Law, too. Really? That's what I had in my head. Yeah. It's the butt. He does have a good butt. He's got a nice butt and a pretty <laughs> face. Okay. Nuto is Jude Law. Who plays? Um, Reese. Reese. Why not Reese Witherspoon? 
Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's I pretty like the, cool. I kind of like it, Reese being a woman. I it was a man, right? Like, I, but it's cool. Yeah. It's like a nice twist. I can see that. Um, yeah, I was thinking good. in my head, I had Michael Rappaport. <laughs> <laughs> I could see him being one of those, uh, one of those cops that, like, the dirty cops that uh, like approached him. And Muto. Yeah, Michael Rapport is definitely a dirty cop. Okay, who else is in this book? Well, Wesley Snipes plays that one uh, military. Bannon or whatever. Yeah. Banner. Yeah. Who plays Veen Ass? Ooh. James Woods. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, but like the current MAGA James Woods. Ooh. What about uh, Gandolfini? They said he was like a big brute. Gandolfini? I can see that. I was thinking it might be a chickless. A chickless? <laughs> He's not cut out for this is, what, buddy. This ain't a this ain't a limited television series. Buddy, this, this is, is a movie. FX. This is an FX in two thousand two. Yeah, this is chickless is great if you're if this is a maybe a limited series on stars. But this is a this is a blockbuster, baby. This is Hollywood. We're gonna want you want to ditch chickless and bring in a diesel for this. What about the dude who played Hellboy? What the fuck's his Ron name? Perlman. Or the I new Hellboy, David Harbour, which also is not a bad idea. They're both good. Let's just do two of them. <laughs> two of them, and it's a perfect blend, 50-50 of their face. That's fine. Whatever. It's all. We'll figure it out in post. Who else is in this? Anybody? Abigail. 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 Calista Flockhart from Allie McBeal. And then Shelly could be the dancing babies. <laughs> ooga, chaka, ooga, ooga. Yeah, that's what I think. That's a good one. The dancing baby's got to be in this. This is a career maker for the dancing baby. Okay, I think that's everybody, right? You got anybody else in mind? Nope. Is that that's it? it. We're done. I see We're done. dead eyes. Dead eyes in the chat. All right, everybody. That's it. That's the whole damn show. Thanks for tuning in to our second remote episode. We didn't even mention that. We didn't even talk about the fact that we're not together anymore. It feels so natural now to not see you. Uh, that's it. The- Everyone already knows. I feel like every that's what every podcast is like. Oh, we're but remote. We should pretend like we weren't. We're risking each other's lives to give you content. We're all here hacking and coughing, sneezing on each other's open eyeballs. It's rough stuff. All right. Thanks to Chris Linkwitz for the art. Thanks to Morris Reese for the music. Uh, you can find us at bookclubpodcast.com, AMZM Book Club on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can subscribe to our uh, Patreon, which I believe right now is uh, technically free because we've stopped chargers on it during the I pandemic. think they charge you They charge you for the first. They charge you the first $5, the first and then it's free until we. And then after that, it's start. free for now. It'll probably be free for another, like, another month or two. Until and people then, have you know uh, jobs and stuff. Uh, that, so, yeah, you can find us at patreon.com slash AMZM book club. Uh, give us a call. Ganesh, what's the number? 567-309-0357. Call us, leave us a voicemail. We may feature it on the show. And uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you, everybody. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Uh, eat a big baked potato. There's less provolone in there. All right, everybody, uh, we'll catch you next time. See ya. Bye now. Bye.